This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talkville, folks. The ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast where every week we go back. We go way back. Tom and I watch these episodes. Every one of them. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's my first time seeing these episodes. We watch them. We we critique them. We review them. What have you. We have guests. We have some good guests coming up, by the way. And uh, Ryan's here. He also helps us review these. I'm also here. And hopefully you chose your scene. Look, I did this time because <laughs> it was such a controversy last time. It was a major controversy. Fans were not happy. Were they? Um, <laughs> or was it just you? I wasn't happy either. I'll tell okay. you that. Uh, we're excited. Look, if you didn't get a chance to leave in your questions uh, for this episode, make sure you get in early for future episodes. The hotline. 213-538-2883. 213-538-2883. Empire today. They sponsor. The socials are Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville Pod on Twitter. It means the world to us. It helps us when you not only subscribe to the podcast or watch it on YouTube, but you leave reviews uh, and you follow us on our handles to see what's going on. Maybe some behind the scenes stuff. Maybe I'll take some pictures today. Who knows? Um, and it's fun. And it's fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash talkville if you want to support the podcast. We um, really need you. And we give shout outs to the top tiers every episode, Tom and I both. And uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good stuff coming. If you want to get some cool merch, talkvillepodcast.com. Stuff's been flying off the shelves. And we're going to um, sign a bunch of stuff, me and Tom, so you know it's from us. We're going to put some items up there. I'm kind of tripping out on this. I have this Talkville mug that like it turns white when you when heat is applied. Oh, really? Did somebody make this for you? Wow. Yeah. Did you know that? That's amazing. Because <laughs> I thought it was just like dark and I thought, oh, maybe the print maybe didn't that work. Was but Le- no. Maybe it was Leanne. Or- when I added that, when you add the coffee, like the, the 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 blackness goes away and it just becomes like there and there are your faces and there's the, the Talkville logo. Little Lisa. Who made that shit? Why did I forget? It's trippy and I'm just, great. It's right. the first time I've seen that. Without further ado, let's get into it. Season two, episode two. This one's called Heat. It's for a reason. Boy, I, you know, people probably watch this episode. They don't realize what everybody's sweating, or at least I feel like I was the only one sweating. Or did you notice other people sweating? Oh, uh, not only did I notice everyone sweating, I remember uh, playing the heat. So what they don't do is they don't, they don't turn up the heat on set, even though we had a trouble trouble with climate most of the time. So what happens is right before they go, you know, spray roll sound. And then people come in and go and they spray it. And they go action and you have to focus. It's so it's it's very distracting, but it looks great. Everybody looks great, sweaty, and it's just the right amount of sweat. For the for the listening audience, he was doing little spray bottles. Those weren't little hi hats he was playing. It was just little 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 spray bottles. Heat aired October first, two thousand two director. James Marshall. Writers Mark Verheiden. Guest star Krista Allen is Desiree Atkins. Uh, synopsis During a heat wave in Smallville, the hot new teacher uses kryptonite pheromones to convince Lex Luthor to get married, Jonathan Kent to turn murderous, and Clark Kent to develop powers. You know what I want to try? I haven't talked to her in a long time. I'm going to see if I can get her on the phone. Just Who? hang on. Krista Allen. Are you serious? Yeah. Let's see what she says. Let's see if she answers. Please leave your message for Catherine. It's not even her phone anymore. <laughs> that, was for, that was for Catherine. Hey. Well, that was worth it. Keep that in there, Jason. Uh, she changed her number. Uh, there you go. Uh, during a heat wave in Smallville, the hot new teacher uses kryptonite pheromones to convince Lex Luthor to get married, Jonathan Kent to turn murderous, and Clark Kent to develop new powers. We need. Uh, we start this episode at the start of a new school year and during a massive heat wave as Lana is collecting video diaries from students at Smallville High for Whitney, who is overseas. It's three and a half months later, which that's a nice big summer break. Chloe says it to Clark that she's been gone away. You know, mm-hmm. she found some guy in Metropolis to make her forget about Smallville for three and a half months. I don't remember so getting off three and a half months. Nobody's thinking about school. twisters anymore. I think you did. 
Did we get on for three and a half months? We got June to September. It was two months. Well, like two. Uh, June, July, and then middle of August we came back. No, really? In, in my school. Damn it. I guess it was two and a half. Months. Damn. But, um, you know, look, if Chloe and Clark are friends, if Clark can see Lana's house through his telescope, you'd think in three and a half months they'd bump into each other, they'd hang out every once in a while, but no. How good of friends are they? Like Clark didn't go to the Talon once in three months. Yeah, that's what what, I'm what's he been doing? Maybe he kept his distance because of the whole secret thing. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Perhaps. Good. Chloe catches up with Clark about how she returned from her summer internship in Metropolis, how her dad is giving LexCorp another shot, and how she flirted with other guys to get a rise out of Clark. That didn't work. Uh, the biology class has an attractive new teacher named Desiree Hankins, who's prepared to teach the students on anatomy and human development. As the sweat-drenched class watches animals hump in a sex ed film, Clark is caught <laughs> checking out Desiree. This gets him all hot and bothered and causes him to shoot flames into the video projector screen. I guess this is your way of not to be... Uh, uh, pervy or sound a little risque or even inappropriate, but I guess that's sort of like you know what it is, right? They weren't subtle about it. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's exactly I mean, what it was. I mean, if you, if you if you don't know what it is, that's that's okay. Couldn't they were showing himself. sperm going into the egg on the projector screen while it happened. I love how his I mean, dad teaches him to control himself later. My dad never look. Here's what you want to do. You want to focus. Think think of a grandmother when you're when you're doing this thing. Sorry. Well, I, I listen. I also think that, like, let's not go through this too quick. I think this is a this episode is very different than a lot of the other episodes we ever have. You have a character who comes in meeting Desiree. I mean, not only has the class at Smallville never seen a woman like this in Smallville, but nobody has. And then we're going to find even more about her and and the Lex thing. And you know, one of the funny things for me was watching uh, Chloe and and Lana sitting in the classroom <laughs> as Desiree enters, and then just being like, "Oh yeah." Really? Okay. Oh, this, yeah. this is what we're doing. This is what this is what's happening. All right. <laughs> you know. Uh, this school, the school evacuates, and Lex rushes into the parking lot to check on his lover. No, not Clark, but his new fiance, Desiree. <laughs> it was a little shocking. It was a little wow. And he's he's getting married. Not only does Lex announce he's engaged, but he also extends an invitation to the wedding, which is at the same night. Also asking Clark, the high school sophomore, to be his best man. They've had an eventful okay, so, eight months of knowing each other, so of course Clark agrees. For some reason, I missed the whole best man part of it. Uh, I don't know why. I don't remember it, and maybe I was not paying attention. But as we go through this episode, can somebody answer me what Chris, what or Krista Allen, but Desiree's like really end goal was this whole time? Because you find out she's marrying Lex, you figure, oh, she's got it made. But she keeps messing with everybody. Yeah, we'll get so into I that do- because there's, there's no reason for her to do anything other than to Lex. Right. But she just can't. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into that because the, why the, Why did she come up? Maybe she wanted to destroy your friendship so you weren't. I don't. It doesn't make sense. I, I agree. To prevent Lex from being robbed blind, Lionel sends a prenup for Desiree to sign. She agrees in return for a kiss. As she goes in for it, we see pink pheromones transfer between the two. And, at, and after that, suddenly Lex is convinced the prenup is not needed. Back at the Kent farm, Clark talks with his parents about his hormone-triggered heat vision. I also like the the little stuff that goes in the mouth, her little – that was kind of cool. but uh, Like a little bit of essence. Yeah, but I do have a major issue with this episode. We'll talk – we'll get into it. I, I, you know, it's just like you go from such an amazing episode and then you go <laughs> – I mean, it wasn't that. Look, the funny music. It was sort of entertaining, but it was like, uh, what are we watching here? We just watched a hit show, and now we're watching a. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to piss people off, but I'm shitting on the show right now. (laughs) Was it a marketing thing? Because like, hey, we're back, and now we got to show all these commercials. How are we going to get people? Let's do one about a hot lady. Of course, it's. I'm sure it had something to do Here's with that. Here's the second episode back. Here's how we're going to rope people in with these. We'll commercials. get into this because I just, yeah. Back at the Kent farm, Clark talks with his parents about his hormone trigger heat vision at the purple themed Luther wedding, catches up with Chloe. Clark catches up with Chloe, who is still visibly distant. Chloe talks about the pheromones that the new Luthers must share and how some people have chemistry and others do not. Clark meets up with Lana at the talent to do his video testimonial and shares that Whitney asked him to keep an eye on her. They then talk about the idea of acting on their passions, which gets Clark all hot and bothered and causes him to ignite the espresso machine and walls of the talent. 
Second curious fire that Clark has been around thus far. Yeah, she really excited you. Because his powers seem to be out of control, Clark plays hooky from school. This prompts Jonathan to urge him to harness his powers as the two go out on the farm to practice on some scarecrows. Five scarecrows, two water barrels, and one mailbox later, Clark has mastered his horny vision. <laughs> I'm wondering when they're, when they're breaking the episodes down for the season. They, they go from this giant, uh, beautiful story, compelling character development, all these things, and then they just go into that. They have everybody working on the big episode, and they're like, by the way, everybody who's writing the next three episodes, we're taking away $50,000 from your budget because we're using it, so go figure it out. Don't bother us. But you know what? They didn't need a budget to tell a compelling story (laughs) with characters. They didn't need that. I just, yeah, I just, you know, you know, if someone's listening and they didn't listen to the last episode, see how I praised it, because it was glorious. This one, not going to do it. Hot on the case, Chloe discovers that the new Mrs. Luther was using Desiree Atkins as an alias and was originally from Smallville. Clark what? then tells her that she tried coming on to him. Clark meets up later with Lex at the mansion and Lex confronts him. Desiree told Lex that Clark was the one who came on to her. Clark tries yeah. to defend himself, but Lex isn't hearing it. You know, I had a situation many years ago and one of my friends, his girlfriend, well, he went to the bathroom, was having people over. Um, she said, come on, you know, you want me. And I looked at her, I go, you're inappropriate. This is like, where am I, what are you doing? And I, then I was like, shit, man, should I tell him? No, that might make things weird. But what if she says something completely different? You just caught between a rock and a hard place. And it ended up working out. Nobody ever said anything, but boy, she was a creep. I never liked that girl. You know who you are if you're listening to the Talkville Smallville Rewatch podcast. <laughs> Later, Lex tries to question her about the alias, but she kisses him uh, and makes him drop it. At Smallville High Lawn and Chloe are having another I don't want to Clark to come between our friendship conversation as Chloe talks about how she felt burned by him. Lex interrupts her conversation to tell her he's decided to buy her out of her share of the talent. Lana objects, but Lex pushes back, citing the recent fire damages that Clark caused. Yeah, nasty Lex. We see kind of like, oh, what you know, what he could be, but uh, he's obviously he's got. Something. This was that was just a curious coming together of like plot lines. I I, I was like, what? Huh? It, okay, all right. Yeah, man. I didn't get it. I mean, look, Mark Verheiden's a great writer. James is a really good director. So, guys, great job. But uh, this is just <laughs> this is just how. <laughs> How do you, how do the ad wizards come up with this one? It's just, the more I think about it, the more it enrages me. At the school the next day, Lana tells Clark the bad news. This prompts him to confront Desiree about it. She tells him to be careful because she control, uh, she can control the people in his life. Were you turned on by her? Be honest. Be honest. Were you a little bit? I mean, listen, extremely attractive woman and totally cool to work with. We had a great time. She, I, very confident, you know, and and that helped Clark a lot for sure because Clark's never been around anybody like that um no i thought she was great clark comes clean about desiree to his parents and martha goes full mom mode threatening to go to the school board their convo gets interrupted as the sheriff knocks to notify them that mrs luther claimed to see clark setting her car on fire mrs luther yeah because they got married oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) with this being three suspicious fires that clark has been involved in they take him in Martha goes to the town to tell Lex, shame on you. Shame. Guilt trips him because she's always given Lex the benefit of the doubt, even when Jonathan doesn't. Great performance by Martha. I mean, it could have been, you know, it could have been just nothing. And she elevates it again, again. Yeah. While this is happening, Jonathan goes to the Luther Manor to confront Desiree. He finds her doing topless laps in the pool. Desiree tells Jonathan that Clark is a liar. And then takes the opportunity to spread her pheromones to him with a kiss. I don't think she really kissed him, though. She just blew in his mouth. Chloe and Lana meet up with Clark in jail and share some dirt that they dug up on Desiree. During the meteor shower in Smallville, get this, guys. Uh, She was boinking her boyfriend. Days later, he ended up killing his family and Desiree inherited everything. This becomes a pattern in her life. Chloe has a great line where she hints at their own drama by saying, lucky for us, Clark Kent seems to be immune to some members of the opposite sex. (laughs) 
Yeah. I get it. After they leave, Clark uses his heat vision to set an alarm on fire. They then let him out of his cell, and he uses super speed to commit a felony, breaking out of jail. <laughs> uh, now he now he uses super speed. Yeah. At Luther Manor, Lex starts to learn about Desiree's plan to kill him for his inheritance when Jonathan Kent barges in, rifle in hand. As he takes his kill shot, Clark arrives on the scene, uses super speed to slow down time, and this time obliterates the bullet with his heat vision. Did you see Jonathan's reaction after he shoots? Clark does that. They go back to Jonathan, and John never opens his his other eye. I don't know if you guys caught that. It's like the, obviously a choice. He didn't go, huh? He kept his eye closed because he's ready to shoot again. It was like really, I don't know, small thing, but I think yeah, I kind of got crazy. that. Like he was just focused on that. He did, nothing else was distracting him. Yeah, yeah, that was a good call. This episode is sponsored by Better Help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash talkville talkville is brought to you by good chop if you haven't heard us talk about this uh this this is unbelievable this is an unbelievable company good chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule i cooked some of these steaks and it was the best meat i've had and i'm not I went, I'm going to name drop, but I went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house and we barbecued and I put these on the grill and I don't know what it was, but Good Shop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high quality cuts, 100% grass fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to produce it. Yeah, it's, uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. You know, it's funny. I don't remember much about this episode other than I had a sex scene with Krista and they cut it. I don't know what you guys know about preparing for a sex scene, but I started working out for two weeks as hard as I could. Everything in my body was sore, doing whatever I could to prepare for the scene that they cut. 
from the show. Now, one time cutting it, I could understand. In fact, I remember saying, what do you need this for? We don't need to see this. But they said, we're going to shoot it. It was very hot and heavy, and I'm glad they didn't use it. But it was kind of like I got a complex because I think they did two other sex scenes that were cut. One of them, I think, was with Kristen, and that was a real bummer. Kristen. Crook. Crook. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe there was a request made. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there was. Clark stops Jonathan, Jonathan by knocking him out against Lex's fireplace, which is a common place to knock people out in this series. As this happens, Desiree breaks a bottle of alcohol against Lex's back and then lights him on fire. Clark drapes Lex in a curtain and then prevents Desiree from leaving by heating. Wait, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. This I got a question stuff, about so this too. Go ahead. Was that so? It kind of looks like you, real quick, with your back on fire. And then, if you notice, it's a it's Clark's wearing blue and it's a red tablecloth or whatever. It's like a Superman cape that covers Lex. But it looked like you for like the first shot or two. Did they no. put you on fire for a little bit? No, they okay. didn't put me. On, man, I don't remember it, but I think I would have. Uh, but what I do remember in the episode is Lex is burning to death and Clark goes to heat the handle of the door first. <laughs> Did you notice that? Uh, well, Lex is burning to death. In, well, but it, it happens in instantaneously. It, you know, to the average viewer, there's shots involved. But I think like when he shoots his his stuff at the uh, at the screen in, in school, I think it's an instant thing. I don't think it's a. Right, it's not what the audience sees It's what would have really happened That makes a good point Good news, Lex vouched for Clark with the police They let him off with a warning Lex meets up with Clark in his barn to apologize And let him uh, know he filed an annulment Lex tells him that he admires his patience with Lana Despite his passion for her And then warns him to not wait too long This episode ends with Lana finally doing her video testimonial for Whitney Until she gets interrupted by Clark, she then tells Clark he's going to be honest with him about her true feelings. For Whitney. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> hey, we got to see Clark had a new superpower, right? Is that the takeaway? I guess so, yeah. That's I think the that's takeaway. the one positive. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he's got uh, I don't think I think I don't think Rosenbaum's going to be dropping three roses on this one, but. Do you remember anything about else about this episode? I don't remember much about this episode, maybe because it wasn't great. I just remember it being, it felt like a filler. It felt like we were just trying to get through it the best we could. Um, you know, it, it ramping up, having been ramped up so much about the first episode of this season, and then sort of like, and having such a high energy to it all, physicality, and then this one just being like, oh, this is just a show about what's not being said the whole time. It's kind of boring. Yeah, and it was completely uh, implausible. Well, also, I, I saw mean, Clark being uh, like, oh, you're getting married. Congratulations. Well, uh, yeah, well how about this? <laughs> how about this? They didn't. She doesn't die. So she's going to be able to use this power again on anybody. She goes to jail. She'll blow something in the dude's mouth. And the next thing you know, she's free. <laughs> it just what doesn't make any it. sense at all. Right. Who's thought about this? And it sucks because Kristen <laughs> Allen, Krista Allen was great. Yeah, she was great. Uh, she just really went for it, and uh, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, interesting things to note: towards the end, Clark Kent is seen reading a book called Fahrenheit 451, written by Ray Bradbury. The book talks about the firemen outlawing every house that contains books, seen as a reference to the fact that Clark learns his unique habit to ignite things. In a deleted scene, Lex and Desiree are seen having sex. We talked about. Originally in the pilot, Clark was supposed to have developed his heat vision in a sex ed class similar to the episode. It was dismissed for the time as the creative team thought it was too soon and wanted to develop better visuals for it. The episode takes place three months after the season opener, new school year. We talked about that. So why don't we do something special and go to the hotline? <laughs> Let's is, do it. Hey, guys, this is a tough one. These are Thank patron privileges. Line. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough Thank one you. to really. Thank you. Yeah, Terrible. here we go. Here we go. Here's this, this is Tom T. Hey, it's Tom from Niagara Falls, Canada, and I have a question about Season 2, Episode 2, Heat. Now, in this episode, there's a heat wave going on through town. Everyone's hot. You can see the sweat glistening on everybody. You can see the sweat on some people's clothes, some big sweat stains down Jonathan Kent's shirt in the kitchen. Now, I was just wondering, 
what was the behind the scenes of all the sweat going on? Were they coming out there and spraying everybody with spray bottles to keep the sweat glistening? Especially, I noticed Lex's head is extra shiny in this episode. So what was going on with all that sweat in that episode? How, how was it done? How, what was the practicality behind the sweat? Thanks. Yeah, we talked about that. That was uh, spray bottles. They just had tons of spray bottles and they'd spray the shit out of us. A little bit of glycerin at times, a little to catch the to catch the droplets, but not yeah, mostly just spritzers, small spritzers, big spritzers. Maybe there was some glycerin in some of it, so it stayed on. I think they they put some glycerin like on my face. Seriously, almost like a Vaseline type thing. They lubed me up. Damn it! Oh, look at this, Michael P. Talkville shirt. Hey guys, it's Michael Pacioni from Texas. I have a question for the episode Heats. There's a lot of parallels between this episode and the episode from season one, Hug. So I gotta know, it's a question for all of you, very thought-provoking, so I wanna hear it. What's more powerful, Bob Rickman's handshake or Desiree Atkins' kiss? Let's hear it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I would, say, I, would, I, would say, I would say the handshake. I feel like the handshake was able to coerce people to do things on their own outside of his presence where I felt like for her, it was always, I don't know. I mean, it's a good question, but I feel like she was able to control people in the moment, perhaps. I don't know. Lex, I think she I mean, was so sexy and beautiful that it was easier easier to manipulate men. And because, uh, you know, men, they think of sex a lot. And so she got close to them. She could take advantage of them. So it was pretty powerful. A handshake, you're going, I'm not, I'm not shaking this guy's hand. He probably wiped his ass. <laughs> Imagine if, imagine if she had a handshake and he had the breath. Oh my gosh! You imagine having him to breathe on you in the episode. All right, here we go. Hey, this is Joe from Pittsburgh. My question is for Tom about the episode Heat, but it applies to the whole series. Was there any subtle feeling or action you did consistently when filming your powers? For instance, did you actually flex your eye muscles for X-rays, the way it's mentioned Clark does, or did you pretend your eyes feel hot for heat vision? I think it's a good question. I think when you see Clark with Jonathan, when he says, Dad, I think it'd be better if I did this alone. I think you kind of see Clark trying to focus, trying to focus. And ultimately what they land on is that push-in shot of Clark's face where it's just, it's, it is focus. You know, it's just still in focus. Maybe the head goes down a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it, and maybe, a, you know, an image or a thought, but I, I, it's probably not it's probably not what's said in this, in the thing. I think it's just more about, okay, this looks good for camera. You know, I think yeah. same thing with x-ray vision, you know, it really just became about like pretending um, or quote unquote acting. So I don't know if that answers your question. Did you get nervous Tom during like right before the scene or like the night before going, I don't know how I'm going to do this or I don't know how I'm going to do this or like these things that you don't know. That was every scene. I never knew what I was going to do. Not that I had this whole like, war chest of options i didn't know what the fuck i was doing did you ever so, not read an episode and just walk through it you always, always read it to, yeah i had to i maybe didn't pay attention to every, every i tried to i i think over the years i learned what to pay attention to because of how the show was filmed um you know like the like in the last episode the nixon and and jonathan kent stuff you know it's not like i went over that with a fine tooth comb and figured out what their, you know, deepest desires were and all that other stuff. But with the Clark stuff, I tried to, but Clark didn't know what he was doing. This is Ed. Hi, this is Ed calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I uh, love the second uh, season episode, Heat. Uh, Tom, you were so funny when you were uh, awkwardly explaining to your parents what you were thinking about when the fire from your eyes hit the screen. Question for Michael real quickly. I uh, wanted to know how they did the, the setting on fire scene when Desiree set you on fire and how much you were involved in that. Great scene. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. Uh, you know, I don't really remember, but I, I think that, you know, I was hit to the ground. And once I was on the ground, the other guy took that position and they put some anti-inflammatory sort of whatever they put on somebody. Well, normally what they do is they, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to wear something that is like what race cars drivers would wear in the old days. It used to be, uh, what does Steve McQueen die of, um, asbestos, but now it's not asbestos. It's something else, but it's flame retardant that they wear under the clothes and they put a little, like, it, it's almost like Vaseline, but it's like a grease that they put on the skin and there's a burn time that they, that they know and they practice whether it's 13 seconds or 40 seconds. And sometimes when you see somebody fully immersed, they, they're were actually wearing a hood. You can't see it because the flames cover it. So there is a lot of that, even though, I, you know, that's just normally how they do it. Huh. All <laughs> so right. That was interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> this is Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. How are you, Eddie? Eddie? 
Eddie? Hi, this is Eddie from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I have a question about the episode Heat. And my question is for Michael. There's um, on the Blu-rays, there's a, a deleted scene between Lex and Desiree, a love scene involving an ice cube. Uh, I'm just wondering if you uh, remember filming that. It's uh, on there? uncomfortable to do. And um, do you think it was cut because it was uh, too racy? Hold on. For I'm going to go get television? my Blu-ray. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my God, Eddie, I didn't know that existed. Involving an ice cube? I don't Whoa. even. I, I do. I remember being on the floor. Patrons, tune in next week. Oh, my God. I remember being on the floor watch. and they just covered us in sweat and we were rolling around and kissing. And I think there was. I remember I did put an ice cube on her, I believe. And uh, I, I vaguely remember, but it was it was like, whoa. <laughs> I remember the crew guys looking at me after going, Oh, dude! <laughs> How about that? Without saying anything, just like holy hell! But that's available. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded ninety-seven percent of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. I don't want to see it. So I know that you guys are freaking thinking out there. I'm going to post I want to see you. I, I see don't want to see it. Do not post it. <laughs> if you become a patron, maybe we'll do a rewatch of it. Yeah, but don't post that. God bless. Don't you know? Oh, somebody's that. gonna post. That. No, they won't. They'll we'll just film our reactions. We'll Jonas, moving on. Hey guys, this is Jonas out of Dallas, Texas, and uh, this is about the second episode of season two, Heat. Uh, Michael, keep it real with your boy. How hard was it for you to keep it together working with Krista Allen? You had a chance to work with some hot, hot girls, and that being one of them. So get at me. Thanks. <laughs> I'll get at you, Jonas. Yeah. I'm get yeah. right at you. Uh, it didn't suck, Jonas. It uh, look, there's a professional aspect where it's like you got to be professional, but inside you could be like, this doesn't suck. I get to kiss a beautiful woman, or I get to. It's it makes the day. There's a flirty thing going on. There's always like in a nice the, flirt in there's front a, of all these camera operators. Yeah, but but you know sometimes if you're attracted to each other, there's this like. Almost inadvertently, you're both kind of flirting, and it makes the scene better, even if you don't mean it. Um, sometimes the connection's not there. Sometimes the chemistry's not there. But with Krista, it was there, easily there. But uh, you just have to, again, you have to be really professional and just do your job and and try to enjoy your job because, again, it doesn't suck. Uh, Brandy from France. Tom, what sort of direction were you given for acting out the heat vision scenes? You kind of said that. I, I listen when it when it came to X-ray vision or all these other like no one really knew what it was supposed to be like. So I I just remember trying a couple different things and then like you know everybody kind of being like that seems like it works and then let's stick with that. But luckily you know not every episode result revolved around all of it. Did you, you know? never go back to like a Christopher Reeve movie and, and figure out what he was doing? No, I think maybe when we got. I remember Glenn Winter laughing at me later on when we did Cold Breath or something on Smallville. I, I was the first one. Like, it was my episode when you finally did the Cold Breath. I think. And I just remember like oh, trying it and then somebody laughing. <laughs> like one person just like, <laughs> like, and I was like, wait, who the fuck's laughing? Like, you're not allowed to laugh. And it was like Glenn Winter. And he was like, I'm sorry. That just looks ridiculous. That's just so bad. Oh my <laughs> we got to figure something else out. I remember that. And being like, <laughs> okay. That's amazing. <laughs> laughing um, out loud. Guys, this is the hardest part of the episode. This is the Rosenbaum ratings. If you've been watching, you, I don't have to explain <laughs> what they are. Um, you know, maybe Ryan and Tom will think, I don't know. Ryan, uh, Ryan no, why don't you go I first? Think this, is a, this is a one. It's worth watching, but not. Ryan? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Just be honest. Well, because you you do we do get a, a new superpower in the canon, 
it yeah. did it have to be uh <laughs> done in this with this euphemism i don't know um I got. I, I don't know. I, I thought that was a unique attempt. Yeah, that they would try to do that. Hey, you don't know? try to sway his opinion. He's about know. to give it something. Well, I was swaying. It's not. It's. 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 I don't know. It's it, not a rose, is it? It's not a heater. I'm gonna give it a negative. Negative one. That would be a bomb. One bomb. One bomb. One bomb. One bomb. Oh boy! If you're giving it. Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a bomb. The question is, is it more than a bomb? Are you going to uh, set it? This the story, is going to be a new the story was terrible. The story was not good. The uh, the there's some. I'm thinking of what was good. Krista was good. The actors were good. Uh, okay, that's good. Um, I mean, the director couldn't do anything. James couldn't do anything. This, this is the, the episode he was given. You know, you can't uh, make a, a crappy script great a great piece of work. You can't. The only thing you could do is make it a little better than crap. And I think story for sure. This it just lacks story of any. I'm gonna give it. You know, I, I got to give this one and a half bombs. One and a half bombs for me. That's I think that's the lowest I've gone. I believe one and a half bombs. I think for so. Me. Tom, just go with your gut. Don't listen to us. Go with your Wait, gut. Didn't I just say? Didn't I already no. say? I think you gave it a one. You gave it a rose. Oh yeah, you did yeah. give it a rose. Yeah. My bad. So one negative one, one and a half negative. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Al, if you're listening, but uh, at least you didn't write it. <laughs> of course, it was story by you. By the way, I'm so even Chris the geniuses like, sometimes make a dud. A hundred, two hundred something episodes. You weren't involved in uh, towards the end, but look, their track record's pretty remarkable. They're they know how great they are, and they know this is probably a dud. It doesn't take a a lot to 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 notice that. I think Chris is happy she didn't answer your call. She did fine. She she really did. You know, she did. She did great. What else did you want from her? She played the character. Yeah. She played the character great. She was convincing. She got everybody's attention. What was the whole, that was her whole agenda was just, you know, um, I was expecting Lionel Luther to maybe like send a henchman to get rid of her or something, but, um, you know, death and save count. How many people got saved and how many died? Zero okay. dead. <laughs> One save. Clark saves Lex from Jonathan. So two episodes in season two, one dead, four saved. We are now on to Ryan's favorite scene. Ryan, do you have a scene? Well, no, no. Lex got saved by Clark because he was on fire. He did. Oh, yeah. Bryce, put that in. What the hell? (laughs) All right. Ryan's favorite scene. Do you have one picked out? I do. You do? I do. All right. Then you're going to guess it. We'll see. Because that's how this little game works. All right. Go ahead. What are the three choices? All right. Well, yeah, this was a tough one to go through. Uh, all right. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Your three choices are uh, Desiree's introduction introduction into the class uh, where uh, Clark shoots uh, fire at the projecting thing, whatever you call it. Um, number two, um, uh, when uh, at the Talon where Clark uh, explodes the espresso machine. Uh, number three, um, these are all fi- heat vision related. Um, and number three, where uh, Clark saves Lex, where he f- shoots his heat at the bullet. Oh, these are tough. It's it's the three scenes where where you shoot your your fire beams. Oh, so one classroom, two talent, three is wrong. Their manner where you shoot the well, bullet. You have to go first, Michael, because I'm leading right now. So loser goes first. Uh, you're leading in one episode, and there was definitely an asterisk mark behind that shit uh i'm gonna go with in the school the heat vision in the school on the projector that's uh, me too same no it was <laughs> lex on fire yeah it was the one where he saves it and he uses it where he's where it's not like he's uh it's it's not like he's ejaculating oh <laughs> it's the only time where he's not oh he's so, not alluded the, to. so the one where lex the is on bullet? fire yeah we're the one with lex is on fire that's the one. Darn it. Both wrong. Well, both wrong. My, my first instinct was the one in school because it's just so out of the ordinary and random. And I thought it was well executed. They're for literally what it was playing to be. Nelly's hot in here while it's happening. It's like, what the fuck, guys? F bombs, please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's true. I'm giving it one more shot with Krista. Krista! 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. What's up, baby? How are you? Fantastic. How are you? I know. I've heard you're fantastic. I miss your face. Listen, we're doing this Talkville podcast. It's a rewatch podcast. We're, we're actually recording, but I will cut it. It's easy. It's not live. I just, if you, all we want to do is call you and ask about your experience in Smallville when you did that uh, role as the teacher. I was on a walk and I saw that you called and then I, I it was like a FaceTime video call and I was like, oh, maybe I was like a butt dial or something. <laughs> and then you called back again and immediately I was like, who died? Somebody died. Oh, what God. Happened? Oh, Somebody God. Died. How about my brain goes there? <laughs> Me too. That? Well, because we're at the age where, you know, people do die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is so Oh my god! Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad everybody's alive. I'm glad this is not. I was like, he's calling me twice in a row. Like, what? What? What's? What happened? Small um, Bill was awesome. It was really fun. I had a great time. Desiree Atkins was my name. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had a really good time. It was really fun. And uh, yeah. Do you I, I, do you remember? Like going into the classroom and you're supposed to be this hot, which you are hot teacher and you're playing it in front of all these students. Was it nerve wracking? Were, because you look so confident that you like you just it didn't phase you at all. Were there any nerves or anything? Oh, my God. I can't I, I don't remember if there was nervousness necessarily. I mean, that's the part I was playing for such a long time. So I think it was just kind of a thing. Right. That's just kind of what I, that's kind of what I did. I was kind of manufactured for Hollywood at that time, right? Right. So doing all the covers of the magazines, and it was just a thing. But internally, I said well, the confidence definitely came through. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what they see, but apparently, <laughs> I am the hot teacher. But yeah. you know what's funny? You know what's funny mm-hmm. is I was just talking to to Tom and Ryan here, and I said, what you guys don't know is she's a comedian. She's hilarious. And they're like, what? I'm like, yes, watch her shit. I've seen her do stand-up. I've seen her do all these things. And I think when people probably saw you, they're like, oh, the hot girl, she's hot. She's... But they don't realize how gifted you are. Thank you. That's very sweet. But it's the it's the unhealed trauma that makes me hilarious, you know? So, yeah. you know, as time <laughs> goes on, it just becomes funny. Or, you know, you become a serial killer. Right? <laughs> you embrace it is what you're saying. Right? You just embrace it. You did stand up. You were fucking great, too. Well, thank you. Hey, do you remember the sex scene they we did, but they cut it out? Yes, but yes, I do. And they, they cut it out. Why'd they cut it out? It was too hot. I, I was I was like, I, I got a complex because I was like, she was probably really hot. And then I was a bald, weird guy. And no one wanted to see me sexy. No, I but, sure he, that's but now we know it exists. <laughs> Tom Lexi, said, Lexi was sexy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lexi was sexy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we all enjoyed working with you. Like we were just talking. Tom, t- Tom, can you hear? Can you hear Tom in the background? Tom, say something. Hi, Krista. I don't know if you can hear me, but this is awesome. No, I do hear you. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that was Hi. such fun. It was, I'm it sorry. Was fun. I'm sorry for Michael calling you like anything. this. Huh? It seemed like a good idea at the time. What the sex scene? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that never sounded like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> never sounded like a good idea. Well, you owned it, yeah, though. I remember we were like, we nailed that. We thought we did such a good job. We were like, that's going to be so hot. It's going to be great. And then they're like, yeah, we're not using it. We're <sighs> like, wait, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, but what you don't know, Krista, is they. I had another sex scene later on in the series, and that got cut. I got a complex here. Oh, then it's definitely you. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was thinking no oh man no, it's that you're so hot that the cw is like weak that like the oh. standards and practices are going to come after us oh yeah because he's too hot i think the sex scene was probably too hot i remember the crew guys that's what i do remember is them looking at me like whoa buddy you are luck with a capital e <laughs> luck e damn it um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm an idiot i'm an idiot well, um, yeah. Well, I love you. I'm glad I just you picked up, and it's just fun to hear your voice. And I think the the audience will just love that we just randomly impromptu talk. No, yeah, like I I just don't I don't really remember. I I don't <laughs> didn't like I came to Vancouver, but I was I had just finished something else, and I feel like I was just wanting to get home because I had a little boy. You know, like at the time, Jake was just a Jake was little. You know what I mean? And I think I was doing like a round of different things or whatever it was. And I think I was just wanting to get home. You know, I don't care. Yeah. I was, How old's like, Jake now? How old's Jake? Let me guess. 20. Up, 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 up. 24. Going. 23? He's almost 26. Oh my God, Jake. Jake. Oh. He's doing so good though. Like he's oh, so I love so it. Good. He's doing so good. I so love that. I'm just favorite human on the entire planet. Yeah. You, know, you, you love that you kid. The top 10, but you know, Jake number <laughs> one. <laughs> well, can we hang out soon now that we reconnected? Can we at least do something? Yes, of course. Of course. I yes, would love just, that. And let me yeah. ask you, let me ask you the stupidest question ever. If George Clooney is a 10 in kissing, what would I be? Be honest. Six. <laughs> Oh, God, I, that's just such a, like, okay, we'll go, that, that's like, just not fair to George. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be embarrassing for George. Really? You know, cause you, yeah, cause you just exceed. You can't put you on a scale. I, I don't believe anything you're saying, Krista. <laughs> Nothing. Me, neither do I. Neither do I. Ryan? <laughs> I love you. You are the best. And I'm going to text you after this and we're going to hang out. Okay. Sounds good. Love you. Happy holidays. And, and bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Krista. Bye. bye. Wow. What a trooper. Yeah. What a trooper. What a trooper. She's, I'm telling you, you could say anything. She's just totally cool and fun. And she's really funny. How about that, guys? That was kind of fun. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on this episode? Should we just forget it? I mean, she she's a delight. If if yeah, she's clear, awesome. Like, Krista is an absolute delight. The episode yeah. was was rough. I feel like they were just trying yeah. to hook people in, saying, "Hey guys, there's a new season back. Don't forget." Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I just uh, by the way, yeah. I, I like I was missing. Where's Blind Lionel? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, How do you go after that and not have Blind Lionel and all the things that happened? You should have just like went right into that with started out with you know. John Blind and and Lex and the conversations and Clark just you could have gone right into the in kept that storyline going. Maybe it got bumped up from like mid season. They just decided to bump it up. Maybe that's what happened. Doubt it. <laughs> Any final thoughts? All right, so look, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Look, every once in a while, um, you know, we're gonna not like something, and that shows our honesty. We're not just like, this was great. Stick around next week as we talk talk about about duplicity duplicity episode three of season two let's take the discussion online let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at talkville podcast or at talkville pod and if you want to know uh if we let us know your thoughts on other episodes leave a message for season two at 213-538-2883 we love our patrons join us support us patreon.com slash talkville uh uh talkvillepodcast.com get awesome merch there's more merch coming up and thank you ryan thank you Thomas, me. thank oh, you, Ryan. Thank you, Michael. Always a joy. Me. Thank you, Krista. Thank you. If you ever, I hope, hopefully, she never has to listen to this. But if you do, thank you for being a sport. Why don't you say the uh, end line, Tom? Always hold on to Smallville, or is it Talkville? I forget. Smallville. We'll see you guys next <laughs> week. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And how can we forget our wonderful patrons who make this show possible? We talk about it all the time. If you want to join Patreon, go to patreon.com slash talkville. Help the podcast out. Why don't we uh why don't we read the top tier podcast uh uh patrons? And also, um, Bryce, there's some cool stuff. If you go to patreon.com slash talkville, you'll see the cool perks that you get. And uh, most importantly, uh, help the show out. And uh, you guys made this possible. I think a lot of people wanted us to do this. We're in season two now. Um, poof. All right, here we go. Top tiers. Go ahead, Tommy. All right, we couldn't do this without Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Janine R, Santiago M, Leah S, Little Lisa, and Tom T. Oh, yeah. Sophie M, Betsy D. Hope you're feeling better, Betsy. We're supposed to do a Zoom and uh, you flaked, but you're sick. Uh, Liliana A, Abby P, Kimberly E, Michael H, Ray Harada, Fatima T, RCM. Danielle B, 99 more. Liliani. Lilani. You never said it right yet. Lilani, damn it. Catherine P, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville, Estevan G, DJ Kento T, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Justin S, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, and Lana W. Nancy D. Uh, she'll be at the con that we're going out this weekend. Um, Brian G, Sarah W, Artoon K, Justin T, and Lucy O, Jeremy G, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R, Grumpy T. Grumpyitis. <laughs> Jordan M. Hillary B. Craig G. Christy R. Pollyanna. Karen P. Derek G. Jor L. And Richard S. Heather and Greg. Nico P. I made Smallville say butts. Brian H. Georgina B. Eric K. Christine, Kristen B. Takashi M. Kevin E. Nanine W. Stephanie K. Darth Achilles. Finky. Kenny S. Tito G. Remix. Stephen F. Damn. Who's that? Jeanette E. David, 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 General Zod, Amara, and Eve. Ev. And There's no Eve there. Amara and Ev. Okay. Sorry I'll just correct that, you. I like correcting you. It's Kitty. Krauk, which is Clark spelled backwards, I believe. Drew M, Big D, John Glover's Luscious Maine, Doug R, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Isabel. Sager S, Corey L, Ivy and Sam, Brittany W, Mr. Home Arcade, Cal Torino, that's a cool one, Amanda K, Jesse C, Jason L, and Claire M. Fourth favorite character underscore Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Scott S. D. Brown, Joshua W., Green Alice, Ira M., Eldon Supremo, Dan, the big the big uh, lawyer in England, Sarah Q. Oh. 2, Leslie V., Gary H., Tatiana S., and Robert G. Uh, you guys freaking rule. I love saying your names. It's the least we could do for you helping us out. Spread the word. Um, and uh, thanks for supporting us. We love you. And uh, Tom? Always hold on to Smallville. Jack Nicholson. Always, always small. Though. <laughs>